Yo, it's the Rap Radar Podcast. My name is Brian B. Dot Miller. B. Dot Aselia Wilson. What's up, baby? Feeling great, man. This feels very rare right here. Super rare. To get these guys <laughs> together for an interview. We got mm. the super producer Alchemist and super rapper Rock Marcy. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? Chilling, super producer, chilling. too. Super producer. <laughs> hey, let's be clear. <laughs> Alchemist, too. I saw that you tweeted that this project, Elephant Man's Bones, is the best shit we ever did. What makes this project between you and Rock so special? Oh, man. I mean, it's been like at least 10 years coming mm. for me. I mean, I think some of the first records we did was probably at least 10 years old. Yeah, 2011. Yeah, yeah. easily. And, and you know, we could speak forever about how great he is, you know, but I feel like from the first days that we linked, I always had a, a goal. Mm. Like, yo, I felt like if we could make a whole plate, you know what I'm saying? And over the years, mm -hmm. we've done a lot. Yeah. Like you could actually pull them together yeah. and make the a nice compilation. We dropped, stuff, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, uh, craft singles mm -hmm. and a lot of like records that I feel were notable, but I always felt like, man, if we could put this together and I feel like where it landed mm. is to me, like I feel our best. And that says a lot because, you know, yeah. I, his discography is insane. Yeah. So I, I, I just feel for us and I told As him, yours. And, and I told <laughs> him when we were making it, I said, once we finish it, we won. And when we get it to where it needs to be, and he and I are feel like, yo, this yeah. meets the mark of how we feel we should be at right now in our so career. So what was it like making it once you finally got in the trenches and was working on it? I mean, it, for me, it was fun. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But it was also a, a challenge because, mm. you know, he makes some of the best beats. Right. So for me, it was also like to try to find a way where I could make a soundscape for it that's worthy f for what he does but also bring something else to the table. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. but we just, once we buckled down, I mean. So you handled all production on this one? Yeah, mm -hmm. this yeah, was, yeah. I felt like I had to do that yeah. and let rock for one project. It's only right, it's only right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You mentioned in the sound, like, uh, like what was the goal? Like, what were you trying to achieve sonically with this project? I, was, I wasn't thinking too much about our past stuff or like our sound, but I was like, I listened to both our discographies and I was just thinking about, first and foremost, I gotta give him stuff that makes him wanna write. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so inspire. no matter how, it, you know, have a certain idea of a color or a, or a style, we really just started, cause this is my brother, so we hang mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. We don't just make music. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. once we <laughs> finally put in motion that we were gonna make a record, I just started throwing a lot of music at him. I mean, a lot, right. you know what I'm saying? And I could, <laughs> I could trust Rock too. Mm -hmm. So it was like, I threw the sink at him because he told me, yo, don't just send me what you think I'm gonna like. like just send me. tailored beats send now. Me. Yeah. Yeah, you know, just go. And, and so, you know, and I, and I, and I. And I touched everything damn near, <laughs> didn't I? Mm. And I damn near touched pretty much, everything. Pretty much, pretty much. Like how many, Rock? Like 40? Somewhere around there, we, I, wow. close to 40 tracks yeah, we, yeah. we, we wow. recorded. Somewhere yeah. between 37 yeah, or somewhere like that. This moment for the internet, mm -hmm. go crazy the idea that they could ever hear these records because mm -hmm. yeah. they, they want everything. We had Mind a lot you, of you, we had a bunch of music that we already had from like mm. older music yeah. that we already, we're right. talking about, we, we did damn near 40 new joints. Yeah, mm. wow. Yeah. And we had records over the years that we, we mm -hmm. didn't release either that we were considering. Mm. Yeah. And we could have, you know, mashed together, but we was like for the, for the fans and for what we feel we deserve. Keep it fresh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because even Rock sometimes, like, he'll have a joint that he cooks, and then maybe a couple years later, he'll send me a new version with a new verse that's better. Mm -hmm. So when records sit around, sometimes he, he might recook it where the, the beat is right, but he'll have, because, mm -hmm. you know, this music, 
It's our life. So update the software. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Gotta update the software. But Rock, your producer as well, like was it less pressure to allow Alchemist to like take the reins or did you have like the itch to kind of Oh no, nah, hell yeah. It was it, um I just knew with Al on the boards, all I had to do was be the best rapper that I could be. You know mm. what I'm saying? So it was like, all right, I ain't gotta worry about production and shit like it's that. No so ego. it was like a vacation, you know mm. what I'm saying? I mean, don't get it twisted. We butted heads. Like, you know what I'm saying? We butted heads. Like, you know what I'm saying? You like, we do it your way, it's gonna be a Rock Marcy album. And I'd be like, that's not a bad thing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But Al, like, yo, I gotta have my flavor. So it's like, you know, but it was still all a pleasure, you know what I'm saying? Nonetheless, like, you know, we, we, we making music, so it's there's no one way it could be done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? His way is right sometimes, my way is right sometimes, yeah. and we just come together. Was there a particular you know, song or session that stands out that it clicked like, oh, this is this definitely feels right? Which one? I mean, <laughs> we always worked together, so once we yeah. started just cooking, it was already, the first batch was already magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So... But I think once we started, I felt like the first batch that he finally went in on felt more along the lines. I can I can never do what he does, but it felt more like along the lines of something he might be even potentially produced. And that's yeah. when we came like halfway in and we had yeah. a nice batch. And I was like, yo, I, I want to try to bring a couple other sounds to the table. Mm -hmm. And he, he, you know, we respect each other so much that I didn't feel like I, I wasn't nervous to say it. I was more like, yo, let me. Let me pick a couple beats. But first of all, if you don't feel it, I don't want you to force it. Yeah. So, but at least pick a couple sounds that, because at first I just wanted him, Rock is a type, just get out of his way. That's how I like to produce for him. Mm -hmm. It's like, make something and get out of his way. So may, they call it minimal or whatever yeah. it is. It's not for everybody. Yeah. But for, for me, when I work with him, I'm like, okay, let me get something that when he calls me and it's like, oh, put the heart, emoji on the beat on in the text is like all right yeah and he'll say yo the pen's moving or, he said right. i only want to see fire emojis when yeah. the that's project it. comes that's out it. Right? that's it that's it <laughs> <laughs> what do you make of like this like being like on the internet like the whole how records come out now and there's so much social media fuel consumption of the music like what do you guys make of that i mean it's all good to me i just feel like it's beautiful that the people we get to hear it directly from the people and there's no company in the middle saying, okay, well, you know, you're doing good in this area or this and there, you know, over here they're feeling you, we're not so much here. They're like, no, nah, I'm getting the feedback live from the people, so you can't beat it, you know what right. I'm saying? And why is this project called The Elephant Man's Bones? Like, what's the meaning behind that title? I mean, you know, I guess to a certain extent feeling like, you know what I'm saying, like an outcast in the game, like, you know what I mean, making this this raw music for a long time and mm. stuff like that. So it's like, you know, they kind of like treated us like the bad stepkids in the game. So it was like, you know, <laughs> the elephant man's bone. And it's about revealing. If you listen to the album, I'm revealing things. So it's almost like your skeletons yeah. also in your closet and stuff like that. So, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, multidimensional as far as the meaning. And speaking of multidimensional, does mm -hmm. this count as a double album? Because it's like a side A and a side B. <sighs> that was just... Uh, when we put out the original track listen, that okay. was for the vinyl art. Oh, okay. So I think some people thought it was. And, you know, if, if they appreciate it and they listen to it that way, <laughs> hey, cool. You know what I'm saying? But right. uh, I don't think that was intentional. Okay, cool. Yeah, but I, I think, like, the song Elephant Man's Bones, you know what I mean? When yeah. we made that record, I felt like he had never wrote a record like that before. Mm. And I felt like to be to write a record like that, you kind of got to 
go through the steps he went to and be the place he is. Mm. Right. I've been you know? vulnerable before. No, I'm just getting be- I'm getting better. That at one it. in particular too, yeah. like because you you admitted on that particular song, uh, you you got wounds not even a doctor could heal. Like, what are some of those wounds that you were talking about? You know, like your pain and trauma from the past. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guess they say doctors can heal them, but. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel like that. You know what I'm saying? So mm. a lot of stuff you just never get over. You know, death of close friends and, you know, you know, just your your, your life story. We all got pain and stuff like that that you probably never get over. Mm. Yeah. Even towards the end of the song, you kind of reiterate, I always swore I always was being tested. Like, what are some of those things mm. that you feel like you've been tested on? I mean, um, are we all being tested? I feel like during this journey of life, um, you know, everything is, you know, to make you become a better man or, you know, a better person. So that's how I felt. Like a lot of things like, you know, that happened or whatever or didn't happen or whatever the case may be, mm. it just pushed me to be greater. You know what mm. I'm saying? So that's pretty much like, put it this way, if I wasn't, um, if the first album, whatever, or the second one was just like, oh, greatly accepted, I might have let off the gas and probably not have been as ill as I am. Mm-hmm. But being <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying, that, you know, cats are still fronting, I got iller and iller, you know what I'm saying? So You even addressed that on Deja Vu, you said, I feel like I'm often slighted. Mm-hmm. You know, as much mm-hmm. as you're revered, you yeah. still feel like there's, there's still that side of you that's not you feel, yeah, feel definitely. appreciated enough. We talk enough. about stuff like that, like okay, even though it don't, because I never been a fame person. I don't really care about no damn fame, but um, you know, like if you think about what I've done in this game, for me not to be on like Coachella or some shit mm-hmm. like that, it's like what the do y'all know y'all y- y'all know the history of what's going on or what what I'm contributing to the culture and stuff like that. So you feel like. You get slighted by little stuff like mm-hmm. that, but it just feed the fire. That's all. Right. Even on Quantum Leap, you talk about how you at the top of the heap ask your colleagues. Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like you've been going for a little bit, Rock. So mm-hmm. how have you been able to stay on your A game? Um, I, I, I love what I do. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I love what I do. Um, you know, when you love what you do, you, you know, you don't cheat the game. So that's pretty much all it is. I just don't cheat it. You know what I'm saying? I, I take time out to live and get better. Like I said, updating the software, mm. like making sure that I come back a better a better MC than mm. I did last time. That's how I mm. feel like I'm still getting better and better. All about self-improvement. Mm-hmm. Like, Al, I saw that you tweeted once a couple of weeks ago, like this rap shit is the lazy river at the water park. You said, let's talk about it. So let's talk about it. Like, <laughs> we feel like, what do you mean by that? Let's talk about it. Like, wh- what does that mean to you? I feel like we in a lazy river is like, you know, at action park or one of those places and you're just like in an inner tube and just kind of coasting yeah i just had the thought one day like you know i feel like uh, the rap game kind of moves like the lazy river <clears throat> like you know in the park you got the, the yeah mm-hmm. goes around the water park you sit in it in the tube if you get out of it and go get an ice cream or something and get back in so you you're back you got to swim back up to get to where you're at yeah mm-hmm. and i was saying it to more of a testament of people who stay on the ball yeah. So if you let off mm. the gas, this shit is a lazy river. So when you want to get back in, you got to get back in position. You got to mm. swim back up to get back to where you were because mm. the shit keeps moving. Mm. Yeah. It's constantly, that's how I took it. Like it doesn't wait for nobody. The game moves and it's, when you get out of it, you want to jump back in, you got to get back in position. They, not, they may not just be with open hands because um, swipe, swipe, swipe. And, and you know, <laughs> yeah. your, your attention span is less and you, you come, you, you fall back and somebody gives a little lesser quality product mm-hmm. that they can, all right, fuck it. You don't got that? Let's go here. 
Yeah, and I was just thinking about that. That well, aspect. Interesting of it. me too. I was like, I feel like even more. You share you share the, your love of the culture and your lifestyle with it, not just the music I put, the pop up shops, the you yeah, know, yeah, limited edition vinyl, like the you know the baseball cards, things like that. Talk about how it seems like the things you just love or passionate about has become as much about that as much about the music. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think if I had known this twenty years ago, I would have did it then. That's life, you know. I kind of had to go through my stages. Yeah. Of, you know, I think Rock and I both had our versions of messing with major labels, messing with a small company, and just kind of going down the pole until you're like, damn, what's behind door number two, man? Mm. Yeah. Fuck that. What they? What, let's just go see what's behind. Oh shit. Okay. This is cool. All right, and I can just do what I want and kind of implement my ideas. And I feel like <clears throat> when you lock in with the core people who who really fuck with you, mm. you're good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and what I really do, and I think both of us, we kind of create product that is something we like. Like if I'm gonna mm. do a merch line, there's something in there that I'm gonna wear. Mm -hmm. Even if they tell me, yo, this is gonna sell better. And even to my own detriment, I, I have to do things that are true to me that I love. Cause you know, then I feel like the people will, will it'll, it'll reciprocate, you know what right. I mean? As far as products go, man, you worked with almost everybody, like Bowley James, Action Bronson, Currency, Freddie Gibbs on these, you know, exclusively produced projects. Yeah. Prodigy, of course. Rock, why do you think rappers like working with this guy so much on these full-length projects? Al's a damn dog, man. He's always got fire. He's always sitting on shit. You know what I mean? Like, Al delivers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. You want some ill shit? If you... If, if you rusty or whatever the case may be, it's like, you know, go to the training course. You know mm. what I'm saying? Get what Al, get some of that nasty shit and, you know, get, you know, get back right. Right. Yeah. Al, you had a hell of a year too, man. Appreciate you it. Started off earlier this year with Benny the Butcher and J. Cole, Johnny Peace Caddy. Yeah, yeah. And you posted, you said a good song grows legs and run on, run, run on its own. Yes. Uh, yes. How, like how impressed were you with that execution? I mean, I was really happy that it happened. You know what I'm saying? Happy to see Benny, you know, do his thing. Mm -hmm. And just that, you know, even that alone made me think of in the earlier days of my career when it was like records that like, like we gonna make it or something like mm -hmm. that, where you would see mm -hmm. the months and months that it would take. Or it would, and, and I was thinking in my mind of grinding. Mm -hmm. I remember how long they worked. You remember it was yeah, like yeah. four or five months yeah, yeah. and then it took. Yep. And it, made, it made, I always realized like a hit record not saying, oh, though, this is a hit record that they made. Just yeah. saying, mm -hmm. I saw the effect of that it was that how it was moving, and, oh. I, and I remember my memory of how records move. It's like they grow, and, yeah. you, and it's like it's pretty incredible when you see a record like that happen. So yeah, I, I was organic. happy for him for that. I remember hitting you with that. You was like, I was like, what's the sample? You was like, there's no sample. Like, no sample, <laughs> man. There's no samples, man. There's no samples on that. No sample. Wow. How'd you do it? You and Khalil helped a little too, Khalil, right? Khalil, yeah. yeah. We just re recreated some magic, basically. Nicky mm. Greer also. Um, on the vocals. Was that just to try to challenge yourself? Like you don't have to always. Yeah, you know, sometimes dip. you approach that obstacle, you know, yeah. and, and, and you work your way around it, but um, never to like destroy the integrity of a record. Like yeah. I'll probably take the L if it didn't come out right. Like mm. let's just lose the record, you know, and that's happened before too. Yeah. Was that you your know? first time working with J. Cole? We did a song called Gladiator a long time ago. B -B, Him and B -B, right? Yeah, yeah. B -B. like oh. way, it was like a mixtape time, but right. yeah, that was like the first time. But. Yeah, he, he had come by a couple of times prior yeah. to that to the studio and we chopped it up. But yeah, that I like was the way you guys sound together, man. You got the. Yeah, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Pick but, up the phone, Jermaine. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that in May, we heard you on Kendrick Lamar's album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. How did We Cry Together land on that project? We had that record for a minute. Really? I, like before the pandemic. 
Mm. We, we we had linked and I gave him a batch of beats and uh, I, I knew that he had worked on it, but I didn't hear the song at first. Mm. And then time kind of went, but they said, yo, that's a keeper. Mm-hmm. And you know how things go. We all make a lot of music and you know, years had passed and I remember keeping in touch with Dave or whoever at, over there like yo and they were like, nah, nah, it's it, it's in the mix. It's it's mm. it's not going anywhere. Yeah. And I didn't really get to hear it yet, so I didn't know what it was. But mm-hmm. I guess the the record like like that type of record, I guess was something you know, when yeah. you got a guy like Dot, he's probably making a hundred songs and I was like, Ah, this ain't yeah. gonna make it. You know, he's mm. gonna make some new hot shit. And, yeah, yeah. But it stuck. And mm. then later on before we mixed it, I got to hear the record and I was like, damn. You know, I was gonna think, what was your reaction when you hear so much going on? It's like, <laughs> did it remind you a little of the RZA domestic violence record or I mean, things like that? A little something, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I think people had touched on, yeah. I mean, the way he did it was so unique yeah. that I think yeah. that it, and it, it was so poignant, you know, and like strong. That when I heard it, I was just like, okay, I see why it was staying on the record because it was crazy one of those records really that crazy yeah. they must have built around it. Yeah. I don't know when any of the records, because you know, with that, I was in the studio and yeah, yeah. recorded it, but um, yeah, I was really happy with how it came I out. Know you had a strong connection also the last time when you did Fear for the album, you had lost your father at that yeah. time, and that was like an important thing to like, yes, kind of keep you going and keep, keep it you did. up. It did, yeah. it gave me a lot of strength, and I always told him that, and so that record was like close to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I to be able to show beats to a person like him and and you know, still be this far in the game doing the music I'm doing, I'm I'm just happy and. I feel like I could get better. Mm. So that's why I still, they're like, why you still do that? I, I still enjoy it. I feel like we're turning a corner. Like even, you know, yeah. bringing it back to this project. Of course. I feel like this is where we need to be as far as how the music sounds. And that's yeah. why I said like, he wouldn't have, he had to come to where he is to write that song, mm-hmm. Elephant Man's Bones and I'm hiding from the mirror and certain things you have to live through experience. This album is like, it's cold. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's cold, but it, it's also like, uh, it's hard for me to explain it, but it, 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 in a way, it's like emotional. Yeah, like this, I've actually yeah. cried a couple times listening to this wow. shit, like dead ass, like damn, not like tears, but just like you know how you get emotional and don't know why. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like because I felt like it was a long time that we put into making this shit. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Rob, like, how do you feel? How do you feel when you heard, listen back on the album? What comes to your mind? Um, when I'm when I finish albums, I'm kind of like done with them at mm-hmm. that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. like, I'm because I'm still recording. I got so much shit to do. I can't just like really sit and enjoy. I'm enjoying them while I'm making them. Mm-hmm. So by the time the people heard each song, I've heard each song a thousand times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I've heard each song a thousand times. I'm, I'm, I'm actually writing them. So it's like, yeah. So, but yeah, when we when we uh, finished it and I heard the full body of work together, yeah. the way Al put it together, I was like, oh yeah, this is like this is it. Yeah. I'm like, we going to the Grammys, baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, we going to the Grammys, baby. Get a suit. Time to go get some. Time to get fitted for some tuxes, man. Yeah. Well, you show a lot of love to uh, Big Daddy Kane on the album. He gets a lot of love. I mean. What's not to love about Kane? Right. You know what I'm saying? What's not to love about Kane? Like, uh, yeah, you know, I love Big Daddy. That's my era. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the era I fell in love with hip hop. You know, Big Daddy Kane, Rakim. Right. I was going to say Rakim is a mm. big inspiration yeah. making this album. Absolutely. Mm. Like, we, I was looking up a lot of Absolutely. old and videos. Absolutely. Every album for yeah. me. Mm. I'm a Rakim yeah. baby. Yeah. yeah. It's you know funny you say Rakim because mm-hmm. I was thinking big because I was. Noticing, like on mm-hmm. the end of Think Big, mm-hmm. you know, you say you're challenging big with a spiritual, without Channel, spiritual. I'm channeling medium. big without a spiritual meaning. Yeah, medium, I was wondering yeah. how much of an influence he was in you general, know, just making this project. You know, I always say Biggie Smalls is the Ellis. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> big is the Ellis. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, um, 
Yeah, big, big, big is always a, a big, you know, inspiration for me. Like, you know what I'm saying? I get, you know what I'm saying? Like, inspired by big still to this day. Mm, I yeah. still be listening to his lyrics like. Yeah, how'd he go there? Yeah. Insane. <laughs> like, yeah, I insane. can't come behind that now. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, for real. Yeah, so, I was thinking yeah. the other day how, like, you know, obviously people try to make the big double album, but, like, it's still hard to beat, like, all eyes and being life after death. Like, mm -hmm. as much as people be trying to make big albums and double albums, it's mm -hmm. like, his shit was so hard to beat. simple, too. Mm -hmm. Your heartbeat sound like Sasquatch feet. Thundering. <laughs> it's crazy. Shaking the concrete. It was yeah. so simple. I got a theory about that. Pardon me. Okay, yeah. I got a theory about that. I feel like, um, obviously, Big and Pac didn't know that they were getting ready to die. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like certain, like, things are going to happen to you in the studio when you're about to go. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Some wow. of that stuff, I'm like, yo, spirits was around them brothers. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it was like... They getting ready to, you know, we mm -hmm. we just enjoying mm. the music as fans, but they mm -hmm. getting ready to pass over. Right. Wow. So imagine yeah. the energy that's around them, and mm -hmm. and, and how you know how they being channeled and invesseled, you These know, what I'm saying? being used have as to a come vessel out, right? Yeah, right. before yeah. they go. So yeah. I always had theory about that. Like, wow. you can't compete with somebody that's getting ready to check out. Mm. <laughs> especially if you got talent already yeah, you right. had talent whatever you already had talent that. and a brother's about to like you know what I'm That's saying pass. he about to transition just imagine what's going on in the studio or, yeah. or in their spirit you know what I mean yeah there was a poignant line to me that you had a rock on Stigmata mm -hmm. and said when you have true inner beauty no man can remove your jewelry mm -hmm. like what inspired that lyric mm. um you know um it's just like something beyond surface. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if somebody want to take something from you, that surface. Mm. But they still, like, you know, they can't take what what actually attracted these beautiful things to you. It's like if you take somebody's, like, you know, their material, you know, wealth, but they're truly wealthy, they just kind of get it back again. Mm. So that's mm. pretty much what I meant by that. Yeah. Yeah. That transparency and that vulnerability is, you know, littered throughout the project. Mm -hmm. uh, like even on Trillion Cut, you talk about how like your pops had arm track marks from heroin. Like, mm -hmm. was that something you saw growing up, you know, as um, a kid? Yeah, I mean, you know, when when I got, you know, when I got a little older, I started to notice things later. You know what I'm saying? Like the tracks or whatever. But I didn't see, like, you know, I... I didn't grow up with my pops in my crib, mm. like, you know what I'm saying? For my early years, I moved in with my dad for, like, a little while. But, um, yeah, you just peep stuff later on in life, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow, I didn't even notice that, like, mm. you know what I'm saying? But then you get older, like, oh, that's what that is, you mm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, like, you know, you can't talk about a Rock Marcy project without you popping your shit, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and I felt that throughout mm -hmm. the project as well. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. back to Think Big, like mm -hmm. you say, this is my lane, I daddy your DNA. Like, where do you see your influences in other rappers and amongst your peers? Because I hear that a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, Rock Marcy started this, mm -hmm. influenced this. Yeah. Um, damn, you just said it, pretty much. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, um... I think a lot of the stuff that's going on now or whatever, you know, obviously, you know, the stuff I was doing 10 years ago, like, predates a lot of stuff. So, you know, it's just me flexing and having my fun with it. It's like basketball player talking shit on the court. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I've been busting y'all ass for years. <laughs> it's just that simple shit. Just talking shit. But what, does it, what does it mean to you? Is like, is this mm -hmm. the, the level of, like, uncompromising art, like, high-end mm -hmm. underground mm -hmm. hip-hop? Like, like, how would you 
sum up what it what it's sonically or what it sounds like to somebody that may not know. Mm. Um, I think it's thinking man music. I think we mm. make a lot of we hear a lot of music now that I don't want people to think mm-hmm. or you know it's just That's background true. filler dance, clap your ass or whatever, which is I I love that too. I like, you know, I love mm. the women and all that shit, the yep. party vibe. But we also bring something cerebral to the game. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. A little, a little esoteric in some ways. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's pretty much. I'm trying to challenge the. I never want to do what they expect. If, I, if we wanted to be pop- popular, we would just make trap beats and just do mm. what everybody else doing. If we mm-hmm. just wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. like be out in there, like you know, what I'm saying, just the most visible artist. But you know, we like to challenge the listeners. Like I know Al do too. You mm. know what I'm saying? So that's why it's a perfect combination. But that's what it's about, just challenging the listener. Yeah. Yeah. You know what and, I'm and underground is like, I think people get it confused where they think like our goal is to be under the ground. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like yeah, yeah. We, we, could, we look at our shit as the best shit that mm. is out. The quality. The so we don't put the, any label on it that's like it's underground, it's this or that. But I think you're more speaking to the dedication to the craft. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. even sometimes I'll bring up to Rock like an old song he did, you know, in a, in a pocket he's rhyme. I said, remember when you was doing it? He'll just, he'll be like, I did that already. There's no reason. And I'll be like, yo, yeah. it's yours though. I know everybody mm-hmm. grabbed onto that style and, and did mm-hmm. it after you. And but mm-hmm. you could do it again. You could take one. But he he won't do that because it's like yeah. he explained to me before, it's like, yo, it's not uh inspiring. Like I wanna blaze new trails. Mm-hmm. It's not about I wanna do something. Every album, if you listen to his shit, is like is an update, like he said, right. you know, the mm-hmm. two point every record. There's, mm-hmm. there's certain nuances and the yeah. ones that know, know, and it's almost like graffiti. Mm. Like if you know it, you notice the nuance of yeah. it. Somebody else might look at it and go, that, I can't tell the difference. That's just a bunch of writing on the mm-hmm. wall. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that's mm-hmm. how I think it's more the dedication to the craft yeah. than wanting to be underground. We look at our shit as right. the best. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah. so when you had that moment with like Freddie, you're nominated for a Grammy. It's like, yes, that's what's supposed to yeah. happen. Excluding like, this is, nobody. Yeah, yeah. Respect to everybody. Yeah. I love everybody's mm-hmm. music, but yeah. I feel like what we do is on a certain level. You said greatness is always the bar, never go below it. Mm-hmm. So at this point, what does greatness <laughs> look like to you? Oh, man. Um, really, greatness is to continue to raise the bar. Like, you know what mm. I'm saying? Like, don't let off of what we're doing. Get better and better at it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, keep putting numbers up, man. That's pretty much what it is. We just... We add no, we in legacy stage right mm. now. Me and you know Al, <laughs> we in legacy stage. So mm. I, that's how I feel. Like it's just about like beating their head in to the point where they like when you look at the body of work, it's like yeah, Yo, you can't dispute this, man. Yeah. This mm. is like you know what I'm saying. So that's pretty much what it's about for me. Okay, you, know you added on to your legacy rock man with this artist. Stove God Cooks, mm-hmm. man. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I called it one of the best records <laughs> albums. Reasonable drought from mm-hmm. the pandemic. Talk about what makes Stove God so special and why has he not released any more music? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, shit. For one, he's special because, you know, the dude has something um, like a lot of cats don't have. He can get in the mud and get busy in the in the mud with us on some, on some rhyme and shit, but he also can sing his ass off. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, He's like, um, you know, a melody man. You know what I'm saying? And in in this, you know, this little area where we at, ain't a lot of melody men. Mm. The melody <laughs> man is over there, like you know, Ghana and them niggas. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's like melody a, man. a, yeah, he's a melody mixture. Man, like yeah, that. he's a mixture. You know what I'm saying? Fire. So I think that's what makes him special. And 
as far as like what's next i mean we got music to come what's next hopefully we can get it out there to the people man you know the business is like you know it ain't easy right that reasonable drought that though, was man, a classic that was that, yeah, that i was think that classic. was like the dark horse i know you had the dark horse yeah. out but that felt like a dark horse of 2020 when, like when he played it for me before mm. it was out mm. i begged him to make sure it came out because we had been talking about his production and how he felt like <laughs> man they, they front and i said well you need to put a whole album that's not you and when he played me the album, I was like, he, of course, you're going to present Stove. He's going to arrive. Yeah. But your beats, the beats really presented him like in yeah. an amazing way. You can't front. Mm. So that was, I think, important. I remember Buster calling me, hit me in the head about it, paying attention mm -hmm. to it. And I didn't list it yet. Then Beat Out made one of his lists and like <laughs> everybody went crazy until they, until they heard the record. Then they were mm -hmm. like, oh, OK, I get it. This yeah. dude's dope. Like, yeah. you know. Hell yeah. And you produced that entire project. What was that mm -hmm. process like? Like, was it dope just to get something out? You know that you uh mm -hmm. spearheaded well that's what i wanted to do i wanted to start focusing more on my production you know what i'm saying because i feel like i'm one of the illest producers as well yes sir. Mm -hmm. but um yeah i mean i i approached it like all right cool like you know i'm i'm starting to um do more albums for other people and produce i wanted to you know what i'm saying luck you know unfortunately i couldn't put it out on my company mm. but i was producing it like it's coming out on my yeah, company yeah, yeah. and this is like <laughs> i felt like this is like um my snoop this mm, is like i'm mm. doing doggy style everybody know what i do i'm yep. like dre and and stove i'm i'm gonna treat this like you know what i'm saying yeah, like one of my projects stage, yeah, yeah, yeah i just yeah. want to i wanted to, to feel like as far as like the production like to feel like I wanted the production to be so strong because sometimes people don't know. If you don't know a dude, you yeah. don't want to say you feel him. And, you know, <laughs> so I wanted the people to be like, even if you don't feel this nigga, you want to be like, but these fucking beats, I'm buying it even for the beats. And but they didn't go like that. He mm -hmm. delivered. He and it, it, it was a motherfucking. You know what I'm saying? It's a masterpiece. I agree. So, yeah. yes. Rolls Royce brake lights. The way it comes Come on, on, man. If God Alchemist is seal of approval, that's all you that need, man. She was special, yeah. I'm mm -hmm. telling you, yeah. When you speak about Melody, man, you know, you draw like a little Aaron Hall, Don't Be Afraid. Yeah, you yeah. sprinkling little things, things on there things. like. You know, I got my back. <laughs> <laughs> I got my back. Well, you we know might, what I'm saying? Would you ever fully go into that lane? Yeah, man, I'm, I'm telling you, I've been wanting to do an R&B joint for a while. I've been trying to get Al to give me an R&B beats. We're working on that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've been trying to get Al to give me some R&B beats. You know what I'm saying? And I try to have R&B moments on my albums. Yes. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like the, you know, those little uh, sax fifth and mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like those, you know. On oh, Zigzag Zig, my favorite. Yeah, you know, you I try to have those movie. moments. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, on Zigzag Zig, yeah. So I try to have those moments because that's, you know, R&B is probably probably my favorite music you know wow. what i'm saying it's probably my favorite music so yeah i thought it was kind of surreal though al i saw you in the studio with prodigy's daughter santana fox yes how Shout surreal is that just working with the legend's daughter like the it offspring. makes me happy you know what i mean see her you know follow her dreams and keep the legacy going mm. you know what i'm saying but uh, i know he'd be happy and uh, she's doing her thing you know right. shout out to santana she's getting yeah. better and better you know i fully support and uh, yeah, I'm happy for that. Mm -hmm. You know, I was thinking about P a lot when we made this record, of course, because mm -hmm. you know that was a big goal when he had come home to link them, because yeah. they had already knew each other. But then on Albert Einstein, we yeah. did the, we did the death sentence joint, mm -hmm. and I felt like you know what I mean when I was making this record, I was definitely thinking about him. Like yeah, yeah I know he'll fuck with this right. shit. Like yeah, speaking yeah. of another great man, we lost. You, I told you share on Instagram. Many people may not know your connection to James, the great actor James Kahn. Yeah. And you speak on your connection with him? To I mean, you know, we used to hang out. You know, his son, Scott, was my partner in the rap group Hooligans. So mm -hmm. yeah. we were at his house 
you know, many mm. nights all through <laughs> high school days, you know, just like crazy memories, you know. Yeah. But yeah, he was he was a special, you know, incredible, you know, father, actor, just like a a role yeah. model. And you know, he you know, he would have the pictures of Scott the crib. You know, in the Playboy Mansion when he was a little kid with models. So we, you know, <laughs> we, we, we all looked up to Jimmy, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, and then what he did with his career and his span, his run was just incredible. So, yeah. you know, my condolences to the family. You know, Scott's my brother. Yeah. I love him. That's your foundation. Still my mm-hmm. brother to this day, best friend still. Yeah. So since, you know. And that post that you did, I, I, I didn't know that in The Godfather, he that money that he threw was. That story always fucked me up. Yeah, he really told us that that it was just he had money in his pocket, and when it, when the scene was just to break the camera, and he just felt like it would be more gangster to just throw the money down. Right. And it was almost like he never snapped out of that role. Like whenever you would see him, it was like, is this Sunny? <laughs> you know? Sunny yeah, he was just he was the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, and it was just cool to be able to grow up around you know right. somebody and like that. He supported that. you, crazy kids, uh, making that rap music. Yeah, he didn't know he didn't know what was going on, but he definitely loved to see us do our thing. You know, yeah. but eventually Scott would move in to do mm-hmm. you know yeah. movies and TV and he's killing it so he's made a quite a career you know what i'm saying so i'm proud of him i know we you were affected by the passing of k-slay like all of us were can you share some of the fondest memories you have of slay i mean i used to go meet him down at burkina's music hut burkina's yes Mm, you know you see him over there and drop off all the underground mixtapes yes that was a famous mixtape place on uh houston yeah and uh, that's where we would go and drop off the tapes and sell them and uh, i mean mad nights i mean slay was a very supportive of all of us, like especially Prodigy. So there was like times when we would make records. I mean, if he was on Thursday night, we would make the record Wednesday and give Let's it to him it to play for mm. Thursday night. Like we would make freestyles just for him. Like, but we would give them for everyone. I remember other DJs saying, is that just for K-Slay? And we'd be like, no, we'll get you after, but we made it for him, you know, because we just rocked with him like that. So he, you know, that was a big loss, man. And yeah, very, very sad, but you know, rest in peace, K-Slay, legend. Absolutely. I know you. What's the status of the Alchemist and Friends tour? Is that really going to happen? Yeah, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. You <laughs> he know, just, he I just think, toured with his friends. I, 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 I want to do. I just want to do Alchemist and Rock Marcy tour. Okay, and then we could go from there. That's what we're working on right you now. Ready, Rock? You yeah, ready, Rock? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, you know what I'm saying? I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, the outfits is lined up. Right? <laughs> you already know, man. You already know. Since we talking you know, about, saying, I wear uniform on the road though. By the way, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> or, so you talk about fashion. I saw you was in uh, Japan recently with uh, the designer Mike Amiri. Yeah, for his uh, grand opening. I saw a post. You said that you guys have a long. Relationship. Yeah, yeah, I grew up with a lot of people, man. Mike, <laughs> right? We went to high school together. You went to high school, yeah, Mike and yeah. Mary. Mike went to high school together, and it's, I didn't put together everything until he's, you know, his success recently, yeah. and we reconnected, and it was kind of a trip, just seeing how he went and what he built, and yeah, a lot of people don't know how it would connect, like That's Amiri, crazy. Alchemist, but it would, yeah, it's like. So actually, Al could be dipped in a mirror all day. You hey, get, listen, you, you know what I'm saying? I support anything he does, I support. I'm actually inspired <laughs> by him because, like, yeah. he's taking his brand to an insane level. Like, I, the moves he's making are incredible. So, I'm just honored to be. And, and you know, he remembers me when I was a kid rapping. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. We, I know him from those days. So, you know, and his, his influence is the same, too. Like, he grew up listening to Cypress Hill, Far Side, you know. So, were you like a senior? He was like a junior, or what was it he, like? Yeah, he was a couple of years older. Oh, okay. It was more my brother's year, but yeah, we uh, have a couple of mutual friends. Wow. And that's, it's a trip, man. Shout out to Mike. Yeah, he's killing it. Yeah, man. And Rock, man. What can I say? You got you guys had uh, Jose. Am I saying your brother's name Josue? right? Josue. Uh, he directed the Deja Vu video, and he's, you know, spearheading the gallery department. Can you talk about like you and the collaboration you guys had? Oh, that's my bro. That's my partner. 
you know, Arctic Kills, of course, you know, so, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, Arctic Kills, you know, um, you know, just, you know, he's the illest right now, mm. so he, you know, the he's the illest in the fashion, yeah. I'm the illest rapper, like, what, <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> what you I'm want? saying, like, yeah, so it's just like, let's just do this, and so we just wanted to start making, uh, just like I was saying, we wanted to make, we wanted to make merch that didn't feel like mm. merch, that was my whole idea, I didn't yeah. want people to be I don't want you to be wearing my shirt looking like a fanboy. You know what I'm saying? Some merch looks like fanboy stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I didn't want that. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted a shirt that uh, a dude to wear on a date. With a, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, you know, um, it was dope because I saw yeah. a lot of people, rappers, and just regular everyday people wearing the numbers. Mount Marcy. Shirt. I was yeah. like, "What you guys know about Rock Marcy?" Yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. So it's like turn this shit into like a Rolling Stones tee or something. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? So. You know that's 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 what the idea was, and and the homie delivered. You know he's he's an amazing creative director, and we got a lot of more stuff. You know that we you know got coming. We doing merch also mm. for this one. Um, we got to be department and Arctic Kills, and a lot more. You know mm. what I'm he's the man. I'm very inspired by him also. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our, like our friends that do fashion inspire us as much right? as mm-hmm. as the music. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's crazy. Like. Yeah, he's that's next level with we it. We go together, like, you know what I'm saying? Art, you know what I'm saying? The music and the fashion, you know? Yeah. All right. Before we get out of here, though, mm-hmm. Rock, I got to know, why was your plug your first love? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's crazy because uh, that's funny you say that because, um, I, I, you know, I laugh about this stuff, you know, all the time, so, you know, didn't didn't get an apartment or have certain things till crack was invented. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't getting no Jordans unless, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't, you know, so when crack was invented, <laughs> I mean, like, my number, you know what I'm saying? Like, fell in love. it was like, yeah, it was like, okay, I ain't gotta like, you know, I can get a, I can get an apartment. Like, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, I ain't gotta move around, you know this what I'm saying? And stay, stay with my aunt or whatever. Yeah, it was like, yeah. It's provided. Word, I mean, it serious. smells bad, but the positive side. Take that, Nancy Reagan. That's serious. Yeah, that's serious. <laughs> You know? And now, are you are you really gonna start this YouTube series, the Phone Gold? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working Wait, on. What it. is this? I'm I don't collecting. know this one. It's just gold. it's basically just I was going through the phone from all I cl- I save all the old clips and footage, and I have some ridiculous shit in the phone of tour stuff, yeah. and I'm like I'm gonna start a little series, just little clips out of the phone stuff that people <laughs> yeah. get a kick out of, you know, behind the scenes shit. It I was- gotta clear it with everybody before <laughs> I do it, of course. So I gotta go through that two step authentication. Type of thing. And, then and what's the mindset with like the collages? You use like you'll use like Cappadonna or something. And even Ice T, you credited him like these. Yeah, these no, Sonic, he, Ice, uh, Ice did that for us. Oh, he did it for you. Oh, yeah, wow. you know, okay, Ice, wow. Ice is a fan of rock and and oh. fan, you know. So I reached out to him and when I told him we were doing an album, he was like, "Whatever you need." Mm. So we had the idea for that record. Yeah. So we kind of pitched it to him like, "Yo, okay, so how'd you pitch it? What was it just we?" we that we said how crazy would it be if he was just telling us a story about some crazy shit that happened yeah. and that was all I gave him because wow. oh, I didn't wow. want to give him a script Dope. and he gave me four minutes like this iced tea you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> he, he gave us more than I we love needed ice that's the yeah. big homie yeah, yeah. and then we, love we, ice. we clipped it up and I, and I made we made the record and wow. sent it to him and he was like man this shit is cold and loved it yeah. and um yeah, we actually we got a video to that joint too. So, oh, mm. so yeah, that, that'll be coming soon. Yeah, so yeah, shout out to Ice and I, I appreciate you know the OG. Who's that talking at the end of Deja Vu? 
at the end of Deja Vu, that might be Miles Davis. Oh, that's Miles Davis. Yeah. Okay. But we, I just reach for a lot of the greats for inspiration on this record. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? YouTube been on this. We'll be looking at stuff and it'll all be like kind of like cross-examined. Mm-hmm. And, and you know the name of the album was Elephant Man's Bones. We we looked into a lot of that stuff too, but I felt like I didn't want to get too literal with it because mm-hmm. I felt like the metaphor was more powerful. Even the cover, yeah, we got a lot of art that was like bones, elephant. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? And, and it was like dope, but it was like ah, putting a hat on a hat. And the name of the album is already <laughs> Elephant Man's Bones. Let's give him because I feel like I knew mm-hmm. what Rock Rock came up with the title, mm. and I knew what he meant when he yeah. said it, and it was more the metaphor. So I felt like let's keep it more yeah. art. And just kind of skim across the top. Very nicely Absolutely. done, man. Yes, we have, good job. And guys. this is rare for you guys. Is this first time you ever sat together for an interview? <laughs> no? Thanks so, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Hey, man, it's a wrap right off podcast. We're closing the door on that one. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> man. Yeah. Alchemist Rock Marcy, Elephant Man's Bone. Stream that shit right now, man. Do mm-hmm. yourself a favor. Yeah. Thank you, fellas. Thank, Thank you. Wrap right off podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yo. Yeah. Very smooth, very smooth. Rap Radar is Interval Presents original production from Hyperhouse, produced by Laura Wasser. Hosts and producers, Elliot Wilson and Brian B. Miller. From Interval Presents, executive producers, Alan Coy and Jake Kleinberg. Executive producer, Paul Rosenberg. Recording engineer, Brian Curley. Editing and sound design by Mike Dorsey. Operations lead, Sarah Yu. Business development lead, Sheffy Ellenswag. And marketing lead, Samara Still. Listen on Amazon Music or wherever you get your podcasts.